And I want to talk to you about faith this morning. Faith's a, a most essential thing. Now, understand this, that I am going to get at you. If you think I'm not, I am. I intend to get at you. And I want you to know the Word of God is clear. Faith has an ingredient in it that's so important to understand. You've got all sorts of things going on in the earth today, and they ignore one of the bases of faith. It'll produce something in your life if you have the real thing, and you'll be without it if you haven't got it. And that is fruit. And the fruit that's most important is love, joy, and peace. And if you haven't got them inside of you, if you haven't got the rest of God in your soul, if you haven't got the peace of God, something's wrong. If you haven't got the joy of God, something's wrong. Lots of people have happiness, but happiness is dependent on what's happening in your life. The joy of God's different. The joy of God is an eternal thing welling up in your soul. And, and nothing can change it. I'm happy. I'm happy because I'm full of joy. My God has filled me with joy unspeakable. I'm full of glory. There's something inside. And I find a lot of Christians say they've got faith, but I see no joy. You meet them, and they look as though they've sucked a lemon for the last week. You know, oh, I'm a believer. Yeah, I trust God. Uh, no, you're not. You're a humbug. Because if Jesus lives there, one of the things he says, my joy I give unto you. Huh? My peace. And I want to talk joy, peace, and rest. And I want you to examine yourselves according to Scripture. I just want to go through Scripture and just say, hey, is this me? This should be talking about me. If it's not talking about me, there's something I need to do in my life. I need to get it right. Not get it wrong. Amen? Now let's talk about peace. There's lots of people that have peace. I'm talking about a peace that is wonderful. Beyond man's peace, the world's peace. It's the peace of God that passes understanding. It's inside. And it's wonderful when a man or woman has made peace with God. And if you look with me, let's start in John's Gospel, chapter 14. John 14. I can't see without my glasses. My arms aren't long enough. Um, are you there? John 14. In a good authorized version, which I'm reading from. Um, I know there are some that prefer other versions, but when God really meets you, you'll prefer this. <laughs> uh, 
Verse 27. Peace I live with you. I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus said, peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Now, there's a difference between peace that's a kind of acquiescence and the peace of God. Jesus said, my peace. Hey, uh, you know, the devil's defeated 2,000 years ago. It's over. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God the Father. He said, my peace. There's a peace that comes to a man or a woman who meets God in reality. When Jesus comes and lives inside, he says, my peace. It's not the peace that the world gives. That, that's not peace. It's a peace that just brings your whole soul into rest. My peace. It's beyond human understanding. In the midst of turmoil, you can know absolute peace. When all the news seems bad and everything around makes men's hearts fail them for fear, you've got the peace of Jesus. Hey, everything's under his feet. There's nothing that's not under his feet. And when you've got that peace, you don't panic. Faith produces that peace. If you're someone who says, I've got faith, I believe in Jesus, I want to know, have you got his peace? If you haven't got his peace, don't claim you're a Christian. Something's wrong. Or if you are, you're not living like a Christian. There's a glorious peace that comes, he says, it's my peace. You know, Jesus isn't struggling with the devil. He's not struggling with sin. He's at peace. It's just peace. That's a wonderful gift. Jesus said, I leave it with you, my peace. He doesn't say, I'll take it away. He says, I'll leave it with you. And the question is, have you got it? Lovely to have peace, isn't it? Isaiah 26. Let's look at it. Let's just look at the... Uh, just want to turn the pages of the book. Never go wrong if you have a Bible. And you read it right. Isaiah 26, verse 2, Open ye gates, that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. We're talking about people who keep the truth. They can enter in. And then he says this, verse 3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah 
is everlasting strength. Amen? Glory to God. It's where you put your trust, you know. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. It depends whether you keep your mind on Christ. When things happen, it's surprising how many people run to men. They run looking for solutions. But trust is in God and you get perfect peace when you keep your mind on him. Faith centers on Jesus. Man looks so often at circumstances and they are what govern them. But when we're true Christians, our whole life is based on Christ and what he is and what he does. And we're kept at perfect peace. Our minds are just stayed. Hey, you know, God is really in control. Do you trust in his strength? Trust him? Really trust him? That's the question. There's so much torment. I, I meet people and, and they're so distressed. Their minds are going ten to a dozen. But a Christian, well, you know, is at peace. He's not just accepting everything that comes. Oh, no. But there's a peace. His mind is centered on Christ. Hey. He's in control. It's all right. You know, the devil tries to take away our peace. You know, sickness takes away your peace. The devil's always trying to unravel people and get them worried and anxious. You get a pain in your toe and you wonder whether you've got arthritis through your body. You get some sickness and all of a sudden, oh... You go to the doctor and he tells you, you've got about a week to live. Peace. I want to tell you something. You can't leave this life a second before God intends. It is appointed unto man once to die. There's an appointed time. And I don't say you abuse your body. But what I do say is this. Hey, God's in control. He really is. Uh, and don't ever think that somehow someone's lost something in life. You can't. My God is sovereign. My God is overall. I know there's a lot of people that like to say, oh, no, no, the devil. No, 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 God. God is in control. Uh, and don't ever get the idea that somehow God's lost control of anything. And don't think that God's lost control of you. He might allow circumstances to come into your life, but I want to tell you, my God is a mighty God, and you are not a problem to him. You might be a problem to yourself, and you might cause a lot of aggravation in your own life because you're stupid. But that's because you're stupid. Turn to the person next to you said, now he's talking about you. Huh. <laughs> but you don't have to live like that. If you're sick and you need a miracle today, you need Jesus. What you don't need is a philosophy. What you don't need is some idea, a, a, a philosophy of life. And it's called in Paul, called them vain philosophies. There's lots of people think, oh, if you believe all the right things, I'll tell you, that won't heal you. 
What heals is when Jesus Christ comes and sovereignly does it. That's it. By the power of the Holy Ghost. You won't change your life by believing philosophy, but you'll change your life when the living God meets you. Must be born again. And when you're born from above, you've got peace. Let's look. There's another scripture in Isaiah I want to turn you to. Isaiah 27. Haven't got far to go. Verse 2, in that day sing ye unto her a vineyard of red wine. Glory to God. Most Christians would like to cut this part out. Um, they wouldn't like a vineyard of red wine. They won't mind grape juice. Uh, I'm always amazed at how they strain at gnats and swallow camels. But there we are. Glory to God. I, the Lord, do keep it. Do you know, did you realize that God looks after the wine? Amen. He said, I keep it. So you shouldn't have a cellar. I will water it every moment, lest any hurt it. I will keep it night and day. Are you with me? I'm in Isaiah 27. You're all there. Okay. We're talking about the church. Do you know, here's the vine, we're the branches. It's prophetic in Isaiah. And, and he says of this vine, he said, I'm going to water it and I'm going to keep it. How long? How long? Night and day. God is about keeping his church. Man doesn't keep it, God keeps it. He says, this vine, I'll keep it. Night and day, it's mine. I find so many people think they're going to look after the church, they're going to organize it. No, God is. We need to put back the sovereignty of God into the church. We need to realize, he says, I'll keep it night and day. You'll get peace in your heart when you understand it's God who does the keeping. And God doesn't sleep at night. He keeps it. Night and day. Goes on. Fury is not in me. Did you realize that? God, so many people want to, to talk about a, a, an angry God. Well, I want to tell you, if you're a Christian, you've got a loving Heavenly Father. If you're a true Christian, you know the love of God. And you know God is your Father. And the Spirit has already witnessed you're a child of God. And God says, fear is not in me. When it comes to the vine, our Father is the husbandman, isn't he? Jesus wanted to explain it to them. He took this very prophecy... And he said, look, I'm the vine, you're the branches. When Father comes, there's no fury or anger in him. I find so many preachers want to tell, oh, God will cut this, oh, God will do that. It's all threats. Hey, I want to tell you, you're a child of God and God loves you. He's not against you, 
He's not angry with you. And he says, when he's dealing with the vine, fury isn't in me. I hate it when I find Christians threatened. They fear God. Well, there is a reverence, but there is an understanding that my God is a God of love and all things are going to work together for good. And I have peace. The peace of God that passes on, God's on my side. God's for me. And if God be for me, who can be against me? Amen? And not all this, I know, oh, God's going to get you. You did this wrong, you did that wrong. Big deal. Sin's been dealt with on Calvary. Amen? I got his peace. Wrath's been dealt with. Do you realize Jesus Christ took the wrath of God into his own body on Calvary's tree? He died. He rose again the third day. It's been dealt with. It says, fury is not in me. If you're a man who's got the peace of God, you understand that God's not angry with you. You've got the wrong God if you've got a nature of a vengeful God. You always see God. You're seeing him like yourself. Change your nature. You'll understand that. And God's not like that. He loves you. He thinks you're wonderful. It's a mystery. Turn the person as you says it's strange that God would think you're wonderful. But he does. He does. He thinks you're wonderful. You see, you have the nature of Christ. One of the names is wonderful. Wonderful. He really does. He thinks you're wonderful. Lots of Christians that find it hard. Do you, do you realize the precious blood of God bought you? You don't buy rubbish with precious blood. You're precious to him. You really are. You've got the peace of God when you understand that. Otherwise, you're always in this conflict in your mind. You know, does God really, oh, if I do this wrong, what if I do that? What if I miss this way? What if I, what if you do? I belong to him. He loves me. He's on my side. If you've got that understanding, it changes everything. You get peace then. He said, fury is not on me, verse 4. Who would set the briars and thorns against me in battle? I would go through them. I would burn them to Hey, God says, let them try. Let them set something against me, the thorns and the briars. <laughs> you know there are prickly people in the earth, aren't there? God says, let them set them against me. He said, I'll go through them. And when God goes through them and he says, I'll burn them. Glory to God's on your side. There are people there, they think that they set themselves up. But my God says, no weapon that's formed against you is going to prosper. Not. They get all angry and irritated. Just go through them. It's what it says in the 20... Third Psalm, he said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, sometimes I go near people who live in the valley of the shadow. And they try and put that shadow on me, walk through it. God said, I go through all the situations. 
Don't sit down in them. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't think it's strange a fiery trial that comes to try you. Don't think it's strange that when you stand for Christ and you stand for truth and you stand for reality, people will get prickly. People will get not go through it. Say, hey, I've got the nature of God. This is how God deals with prickly situations. Look at it. Who would set the briars and thorns against me in battle? I would go through them. I would burn them together. See? Glory to God. Is that how you are? Just go through it. So big deal. Someone doesn't like you. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Just go through it. Who cares? God's on my side. Amen? So many people, as soon as someone says something, how could they say that about me? Grow up. Pathetic little thing. Become a man. Become like the nature of God. Just go through it. It's always critics out there, aren't there? No matter what you do, someone's going to criticize you. It's part of life, part of the package. Paul wrote and he said, think it not strange, the fiery trial, as though some strange thing happened. It's part of life. When you get a hundredfold increase, you get it with persecutions, don't you? People turn around and say, oh, look at him. Always blessed, always helped, always. And they get very irritated. Our God's a good God. Find Christians want to plead, you know, someone does well, ooh. No, our God is good. A briars and the thorns, you just go through them. And you keep in peace. People get upset, well, just keep peace. No big deal. <coughs> Psalm 119. Just look quickly with me, Psalm 119. Verse 165. Glory to God. I, I tell you, I love this. I, you know, when you read these verses, if, I'm just picking out verses because I'm time to read the whole context. But read it when you get home. Great peace, 165. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things. I find people get offended at God's opinion. They get offended at God. Well, if you love God's law, and you love God's way, and you love God's spirit, nothing offends you. The world gets offended. Jesus said, blessed is he that's not offended. The world gets upset with a Christian because a Christian stands up and says, this is right and that's wrong. This is the way to live, that isn't. This is the truth, that isn't. There's only one way to God through Jesus Christ. They get offended. But those that love the law of God, they are offended at nothing. 
Everything God says is true. That's it. No right of appeal. No buts. God said it. I believe it. I do it. Amen? Jesus called people foxes, vipers, scorpions. Hmm? Dogs. It's amazing what will offend people. If you're one of those that likes to take offense, you don't love the law of God. You love yourself and your opinion. Get born again if you want to be part of the family of God. Get born from above. <laughs> Get a nature change. Get the nature of God inside you. I love Spurgeon. If you should read Spurgeon's sermons, goodness me. If ever someone was blunt, that man was. One time this church wrote to him and they said, because um, he had this college for preachers, and they wrote to him and he, they said, could you send us someone, a real student of yours, who can fill our church? And Spurgeon wrote back and said, I've got no one in the college that fat. <laughs> he was a character. Uh, one time he got on, the, he got on a train. Uh, uh, you know, to go somewhere, and, and all these, he got in with these preachers, and they all started rolling their cigarettes and lighting them up. And so he watched them, and when they'd all got lit up, he said, do you think, gentlemen, it's right for a preacher to smoke? And immediately they all dropped their cigarettes on the floor and stubbed them out. Should have used the ashtray, but... They're all so embarrassed, they dropped them on the floor. And after two or three minutes, he pulled his pipe out, filled it with tobacco and lit it, and said, I do. <laughs> uh, he didn't know about cancer and the curse of nicotine. He didn't know those things in that day. I'm not justifying, I don't believe in smoking. But I'm just saying, you see, they weren't moving from conviction, they were moving from other men's opinions. If you know that nicotine destroys your lungs, you're a fool if you smoke, aren't you? Huh? It's a health risk. Didn't know that in those days. He was a very plain man. I like that. There's nothing wrong with plainness. John 16. John Jesus said these things, he's talking of him going to the Father, and he said, I won't be alone, the Father's with me. And the first before, these things I have spoken unto you, that you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Look, there is tribulation in the world, but you know he's overcome it. Amen? And when you know Jesus overcome it, you can be at peace. It looks all negative, but it's positive. There was a time he said in the verse before, look, you're going to be scattered. 
Don't worry, Father's on my side. Verse 33. I'll read it again. These things have I spoken unto you that you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. Be of good cheer. Why? I've overcome the world. One of the things he was saying, he was prophesying of his death. And he was saying, look, you'll be scattered, but don't worry. Father's with me. I won't be alone. He said, I've told you this, so that in the world you'll have peace. <laughs> you'll have peace. The world will give you tribulation. The world's going to try you, aren't they? People out there, oh, you're not one of those that believe in Jesus. You don't really believe that. Oh, yes, I do. Hey, I'm not offended. If someone wants to play the fool and believe rubbish, let them. I know what my God says. That's it. My God is good. All the time, amen? Well, you know, they, they get up, they come with their theories, but grow up. We're Christians, amen? I believe what God said. Jesus was around at creation. He didn't have a problem with it, so I don't. I'm a believer. Never get offended when people don't like it. I just go through the briars and the thorns. Hope you're like that. Peace! I leave with you. Amen? Now joy. Just quickly, I've gone on a bit long but you're going to have to stay. It's all right, your Yorkshire pudding will be safe. Joy. You know, peace, joy. Something about joy. I, I meet people who are so miserable. Miserable. I think it's great to be alive, isn't it? I looked out of the window this morning, and I looked at the sunshine, and I looked at the flowers, and I said to my wife, wouldn't it be great if we could go and play golf? <laughs> Glory to God. I thought, you know, well, we've got church this morning. I've got to share it with and joy. I, I enjoy my God. Turn with me to John 16. John 16, look at this. Joy is so full of... We're in John 16, all right? What? You're there already? Yeah, well, that was quick. I was there, wasn't I? Yeah. John 16, verse 24. Hitherto, that means before this point, for those who can't understand good English. Hitherto, have you asked nothing in my name? Ask! And you shall receive. Why? That your joy may be full. You know, one of the troubles with Christians is they moan that they're bereft of things and they don't ask. My Jesus meets all my needs. Doesn't give me all my wants. He meets my needs. And he says, if you ask, you're going to receive that your joy might be full. God intends prayer to give you fullness of joy. There's joy in life. If you haven't got joy in life, there's something wrong. You need to start praying and saying, God, 
There's shortages in my life. I need you to fill them. Ask, you'll receive, and your joy will be full. He doesn't want you to be one of these depressed, poverty-stricken, oh, you know, everything's wrong. Hey! Go to your God. Father, I'm your child. Hey! You know, when you're sick, you ask God. I don't have to suffer this. Devil's a liar. I'm not going to believe that my life needs to go down. I've got a God who's a deliverer. Ask. You'll receive that your joy might... There's lots of things. Sickness takes away joy. Affliction takes away happiness, doesn't it? Hey, you've a right to ask God. That your joy might be... God wants you to live body, soul and spirit in freedom. He doesn't want you to live your life full of aches, pains and stupidity and groans and... Joy. Wake up in the morning full of joy. Joyful. I'm full of joy. God's good. I'm happy. Hmm? Is that how you are? Hello? Full of joy. Every prayer. Ask, you receive. Okay, in 15, John 15, verse... Verse 10. If... You keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and your joy might be full. Fullness of joy is the will of God, and it's part of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Amen? Your joy should be full. He said, if, if, and then he puts a condition on it. And that's what I I think is so important for people to understand. If you go outside of that, you get in trouble. If you keep my commandments, verse 10, you shall abide in my love as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain within you and your joy might be full. Now, if those are the conditions and you're outside of joy, the reason you're outside of joy is you stop keeping his commandments and walking in his love. Isn't that right? Huh? Isn't that right? It's a condition. A condition simple. Hey, if a Christian gets into the wrong way and gets miserable, the reason you're miserable, you're outside of God's will. You stop walking as God told you to walk. Now all you have to do is repent, turn, get back into the ways of the Father. And he says, look, if you'll do that, joy. Joy unspeakable and full of glory is yours. Every Christian should be a joyful person. part of life. Hey, it's wonderful to be a Christian, isn't it? 
You go to someone and you say, hmm, come to my church. Everyone's miserable there. They'd say, clear off. Walk into a church and everyone's sitting there all straight for it. You know, they walk in and it's all quiet. No one talks to anyone. Even the mice don't squeak. Terrible. Joy is part of life. And he says, look, my joy, your joy. Joy is just, you know, that's one of the wonderful things about Christians. They're happy people. There's laughter, there's fun, there's joy. Life's wonderful, isn't it? But if you're a Christian, joy is part of your being. And if you continue in my commandment, he said, I've spoken it unto you, your joy might be full. Eh? Amen? Do you believe that? Fruit of the Spirit. That's a life of faith. Joyful. I worry when people are in intercession and they're miserable. Oh, look at the world. Look at the... <laughs> that's not intercession, that's stupidity. My Jesus has overcome the world. He's overcome all things. He's conquered it. And he gives us the victory. Amen? Hmm? Joy. Joy. This morning, if your joy is taken from you by disease, it's against the will of God. If your joy is taken away from you by circumstances in your life, change them. And change your nature. If your joy is robbed from you because of your marriage, you better get your heart right with God. If your joy is taken away because of your circumstances in your job, change your heart. Glory to God. There's joy. Wonderful. Great being alive, isn't it? Some of you, the only thing that moved was your false teeth. Joy! Wonderful, isn't it? It's part of a life of faith. Joy. And then there's rest. Hebrews chapter 4. I could go through a load of scriptures on that. Um, you'll find it in John 3, 29, 1 Peter 1, 8, 2 Corinthians 2, 14. But I'll leave joy. Go on to rest. Because some of you looked as though you've already gone to sleep. <laughs> rest. Hebrews. Chapter 4. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest any of you should seem to come short of it. Hey, there's a rest for the people of God. There's a, you just a rest. I find so many people, they're fighting their circumstances, they're fighting this, they're fighting that, they're fighting people. Just rest. You don't have to fight. You are what you are by the grace of God. God's a good God. You're a son of God. You enter into rest. 
And Jesus said, you enter into his rest. What's Jesus doing? Is he fighting the devil? Is Jesus in heaven fighting the devil? Well, when, why are you? If Jesus lives in you, you're in rest. Far above principalities and powers. And every name that's named, you're at rest. And people, and well, oh, you know, I've got to challenge this, the devil, wickedness. No. Hey. Everything's under his feet. And I'm seated with him. I'm at rest. Oh, not, oh, you know, we've got to do this. What about the millions going to hell? That'll send you to hell. Rest. God loves you. He loves them. But if you get all stressed out, you won't lead them into life, you'll lead them into stress. Most Christians live in stress. Do you know psychiatrists say that, uh, and I used to go and preach in a criminal mental hospital, most of them were religious fanatics in the criminal mental hospital. They all could tell you when they'd heard God. They could all tell you things, but they hadn't come into rest. There's a rest for the people of God. Love, joy, peace. And peace brings rest. Are you at rest about your future? My future is in his hands. Amen? Fine. What about it? I can only do what God's given me to do. I'm not going to get upset about what I'm not doing. I'm at rest. Says so if you're a believer, you enter into that rest. As well, therefore, let us fear lest the promise being left us, and it's a promise of God, rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. See, the trouble is, if you don't enter into rest, it's because you haven't got faith mixed in your heart. Listen to the word and think, oh, yeah, but you don't know this circumstance, all that. God knows every circumstance. My God's taking control of it all, amen? I've got about a quarter of the way through my notes. But that's always the way. Um, I'll go on with rest and joy. Some other time. But rest, peace, joy, unspeakable, full of glory. Amen? Is that how you are? Is that what your faith produces? Every day you get up and you say, I'm a Christian. How do you know you're a Christian? Why, I'm at rest. I'm at peace. Got the peace of God. Got the joy of God. Wonderful, isn't it? I've got peace from disease. I don't have disease afflicting me, taking away my peace. I don't have affliction afflicting me. I don't have mental problems. My mind's not all in turmoil. I'm at peace. I'm at rest. And I'm just so happy. I'm full of joy. I'm not spending my life full of bitterness. You know, why did this happen in my life? Why did that happen in my life? My goodness me. My God is able. Amen?
That's Christian. That's what's faith. If you've got real faith, that's what it produces. None of this nonsense about, oh, you know, I'm a, oh, God's on my side. Amen? Hmm? He's a good God. Joy. I want to ask you this morning. Got peace? Are you at peace with God? Know your sins forgiven. Know he loves you. Got peace in your body or is sickness and disease afflicting you? It's time for peace. Hey, you know the things that war against your life. You can ask and you'll receive. Need healing today? You can receive it. That your joy might be full. God wants you to live in fullness of joy. Got mental conflict? You need to enter into rest. It's a promise of God. You need those things in your life. Now if you've got faith, those things will be part of your nature. Love, joy and peace is a fruit of the spirit. The fruit of your spirit. A recreated spirit because you're born again. If you haven't got that, you're not in life. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. If you haven't got that in your being, you haven't got life. Life's in the sun. So wonderful to be a Christian, isn't it? So wonderful. It's just wonderful just to be alive. Just so great. God is good. All the time. I love him. He's so, so wonderful. And I belong to him. And he belongs to me. Being a Christian is the greatest gift. Ah. Being alive in him. Oh, rest. So great to be able to sit down with the king of kings and be at rest. No strife. This morning, God can change things around for you. If faith and the word mix together, It'll enter into your heart, and you can enter into rest. Now, it'll profit you if you believe what I've told you, and you say, hey, that's for me. But it'll be of no profit to you if you don't let the faith. It's what God says. I quoted God's word. <laughs> it's God's word. It's not my word. Rest and peace. Amen? Now, what about you? Someone meets you, do they find a joyful person? Do they find someone full of life? Or do they find a misery guts who's religious? Do they find someone who's full of vitality and hope? Or do they find someone who's in despair? Christians at rest. My joy. My peace. My health, 
my everything I give to you. My life. That's the Christian life. Where are you in this? Today you can change. Now is the acceptable time. Right now as the choir son. You can so often put it off. But right now it can be different. It's easy. Right now. Amen? That's my belief. I'm a believer. Glory to God. I hate the devil. It says in my Bible, give no place to him. Hey, I'm a believer. Glory to God. I believe him. This morning he's here for you. Let's all stand. I know this one or two have come because they need a miracle. If you came because you need a miracle of healing, you come out the front now. Lift your hands to heaven. Say this, Father, thank you for joy. Thank you for peace. Thank you for rest. You gave it to me in your son. This day, I'm going to live with it. I'm going to live with health. I'm going to live with freedom. I'm going to live with peace and joy. Your joy, your peace, your rest in my being and my life. Thank you, it's true. In Jesus' name. Amen? Glory to God.